Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest today is Susan Gibbons. We're going to be talking about an awful lot of stuff today, but it's about building an audience of buyers using social media, and it doesn't have to be difficult or confusing. Well, I'm so glad we have somebody here to help us guide ourselves through this because we're always bombarded with this and that and this and clarity is not something that uh, always comes to mind it just seems to be so complicated but she says that you can gain more customers in five simple steps so we're going to pick her brain today um, she's been doing this for a long time she comes from a big background of business so and I also like the fact that she's a no bs girl you know like this is it Get on with it, you know, like uh, no pussyfooting around, always with grace and decorum, but, you know, calling it what it is. And uh, there is the level of of um, nicety and kindness and consideration that we need to have out there, but we also need to know when to draw the line. And I think that's something we kind of forget when it comes into marketing and when it comes into promoting on social media, we get caught into things and we kind of maybe forget our agenda. So we need your help, Susan. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. So nice to be here. Ah, social media marketing. <laughs> um, social media in itself, there's an art to it, isn't there? and how we conduct ourselves on social media anyway. That it is. And what's interesting is that, you know, most of us have come into social media as just being social, mm -hmm. right? Just being used as a way to communicate with our friends and family and show pictures of the grandkids and you know, our vacations and things like that. And that is one side of social media. When you come into it as a business and you're using it as a marketing platform, now that everything is totally different and people don't necessarily understand that how you use it, how you build a business, how you promote yourself as a, a marketing platform on it, two very, very different worlds. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't mean that you are two separate people. It just means that you have a business hat on and present yourself in a different way. But you don't want people to look at your private or, you know, your social thing and, and look at your business one and go, well, are these the same people? It's always the thread of you, the honesty and the authenticity of you that needs to be there. But it is a different approach and a different dialogue, isn't it? Absolutely. Because, again, you're representing and building your brand. Yeah on the platform, which is far different from just making random friends around the world and showing off pictures of your dogs and your babies, right? Mm -hmm. So very different approach. Uh, you have to have a much more professional approach and you have to spend more time on the platform doing the right things to make you visible because you know there might be a billion people on there, but they're not finding you unless you put yourself out there. Engagement, right? Participation, interaction. You know, I think 
do you remember flash <laughs> that was on every site and it was just blinding and just yeah. so annoying that you would just click the site off mm -hmm. um and in a lot of people use social media with their business like a flash in your face mm -hmm. uh, instead of an invitation. And really what we're looking at is building relationships and being engaged and, uh, and being invitational. Absolutely. One of the first things I talk to my clients about is breaking down the walls of social media. Mm. We have to do that because in order to make sales and grow a business anywhere, online or off, you have to have that no like and trust factor. People have to know you. They're not really buying your product. They're buying your brand or you. They have mm -hmm. to trust you. And with social media, we have this wall between us, right? The human connection it's not there on the surface. And so you have to take the time to build those relationships and to knock down those walls and create that human connection so that you can be successful with a business. And so many people miss that, right? They're still in that social media side of friends and family, which is again, the totally different approach yes. to social media. Yes. Yeah, and kind of a separate page. You know, I have a, a self-discovery media business page all the shows go up there it's all to do with the shows and of course I have my own where I also share the shows but that is more interactive and um, so it's just a different approach as I said a different hat but I think one thing that people forget is that today even more so that we are online and we're having to take our businesses online and market more online and um, to get our clientele is that time online is imperative just like you would get in the car and go to a networking event you've got to put time aside to really be out there on your social medias interacting right and if you don't put the time in how do you get the clientele absolutely and again because of that wall of social media that again we're not used to really thinking about the other side of those people as being humans right, right, right. it's just not there you just don't think that way people try to sell too quickly. Yes. They think they can just get on there and go, okay, you know, billion people, here's my product, come buy it. And then they're shocked when they can't get any traction, when they're not having people come to them. So yes, this is, this is a huge transformational thought process yeah. for a business owner wanting to bring all or part of their business online to grow their reach and grow their revenue. It is a complete new process they have to learn. And it's not hard. It's, it's like with anything else. Uh, social media is an algorithm. What you feed is it's going to match that algorithm with other people that are feeding the same thing. So if you're going to feed doom and gloom or negativity on your private one, and now you're trying to build a business one of positivity, it's not going to reflect. So what we put out there must always be authentic and optimistic because otherwise we are not tapping into that algorithm of the social medias. No, that's absolutely true. And, you know, I also talk to people all the time. Once you become a business owner online, your personal page takes on a totally different role your business, your personal page is now your storefront. And people don't quite understand how Facebook, for example, works, where you, how the rhythms work to everything, because again, they've usually only used social media as a platform for social. So your 
personal page is actually the storefront to your business page. And it trickles people to that. Yes. As much as we would like to think that our business page is um, a business page and therefore, you know, uh, Facebook is showing it all over the place to people who will buy from us. It's not the fact. No. The fact is that your personal page is the key. And I talk to people all the time about, think about what you're posting, mm-hmm. right? If you want to post controversial things, mm-hmm. that's uh, you can. Nobody's going to tell you you can't, but you need to think about how that might affect the people that are following you and might buy from you. And Facebook has, you know, appropriate ways for you to post controversial things or private things for that matter Mm -hmm. to specific people so that the public doesn't see them. So you have a a variety of ways to do this and not stifle, you know, that you can't get your family or you can't say things you want and still promote your business in the way that Facebook has it set up. And if you don't do it the way they have it set up, you're not going to get the most value out of it. There's still a lot of people that go oh, on social media. I don't want to hear what somebody had for dinner. I don't want this. I don't want that. Well, again, it goes back to what you feed is what will grow. So if you're putting out there that you, you know, uh, you start following people that you have an interest to or an interest to what they've said, and you're building up that relationship, and then you comment on somebody else's and they then comment on you, you know, my, I don't believe in buying, you know, likes or people, you know, it's uh, for me, it is uh, always been a click. I like what you're doing. So therefore, Mm -hmm. I want to put you in my community. And I think one of the things we've got to forget about is numbers. Oh, I've got to have 10,000 followers. I've got to have 5,000 followers. That means what? Because when right. it comes down to it, it who's nothing. interacting with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and it's funny. I was just having this conversation this morning. Very conversation. Everybody has this idea that the more followers you have, the more important you are. Mm. But in real reality, it means nothing because I talk all the time about an email list. Great. You got 10,000 people on your email list. Congratulations. What's the percentage of opens that you have of that? How many people are engaging with you? Because it's pointless and useless because the only people you are eventually going to get to buy from you are the ones that are actually opening and reading, right? And it's the same thing with Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else. It's great to have 10,000 followers, but if they're not truly engaging with you, they're meaningless. Yeah. The only people that are going to help you grow your business are the ones that want to follow you, that want to hear what you're sharing with them, that feel like you have a solution to their problem. That's why they're there. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time every day on social media because I am interacting and I believe maybe that's how we met because either through LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, and I love actually following other people's comments or other people and what they're doing because then I see a synergy or I, you know, I feel that we need to endorse and support other people and what they're saying and doing because you're building a community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not about the sale. I've got to get the sale. If you build a community of support where everyone is there, like they like who you are, they like what you're doing, they like what you're selling, they will refer you naturally because that's our instinct is to share. Um, I can't serve you, but so-and-so has got this great program and I really like her, you know, and they're going to uh, introduce you or tag you or or whatever. 
but it is that interaction of we need to put time aside every day to get in there and nurture it because that's the community that's going to support us. Yes, and that's why, again, I say you have to think about it, the people behind the little circles yes. on there. Because when we're in the traditional world, we build our brands without even thinking about it, right? Yeah. We're, we see potential clients or potential um, collaborators at the grocery store. We see them at the chamber meeting. We see them at the networking. We might see them stop in their business to have a cup of coffee with mm -hmm. them, right? So we may be at the ball game with our kids, so you're always building that brand. People are getting to know you in various ways throughout your life in a very natural way. You're not out there promoting yourself right. all the time. On social media, it it's, feels like you have to constantly be promoting because you don't have that connection. And that's where people go wrong because yeah. it is about taking the time to build relationships and remember who's behind there. And not everybody is a sale and that's good because building relationships with collaborators and people, like you said, who will refer you are probably are going to bring you the better sales because yes. you don't have to sell. When somebody sends somebody to me, it's almost an automatic, I'm ready to work with you. How can you help me? Cause so-and-so sent me and said, you can Whereas going in cold with somebody, you have to spend a lot more time, you know, showing them that you have the solution and that you're the person to help them. So building relationships and taking the time to get to know people and build community is what really helps you grow a strong business that comes from referrals and working and collaborating with other people, as well as you know, creating an audience of buyers on your own. Right. I mean, obviously I'm a podcast network. So when I'm looking at various statements, sometimes I go, I have a show for that. And I'll post the show and say, you know, take a listen. I think that they address what it is you're looking mm -hmm. for right now. Um, and, you know, I'm not selling anything other than I am promoting um, a solution. And I think we're all looking for solutions in our lives, in our work and everything. We're looking for the solution. If we are prepared to listen, to learn, instead of the quick fix, I mean, I have to admit, I am not an Instagram favor at all. You know, I find Twitter and Instagram places where you just post and it's a one word or, and that's it. And then how do you find the people again? It's all done on your phone, which for me is that after seven hours at the end of the day on the computer, I don't want to work on my phone now. So I think we have to choose platforms that we know we're going to be due diligent about. Uh, I'm personally, the ones I nurture the most will be LinkedIn and Facebook because I find the interaction um, a bigger following of interaction going on there. Mm -hmm. What what do you feel about the social medias? Which do you think are the ones where they are best for actually building? Well, I think it really, what it comes down to what I teach my clients is online, you have to go where your customers are, mm -hmm. okay? So if my customer is more of the corporate CEO mm -hmm. or somebody, let's say, who's trying to build a side business and they are, again, a corporate manager, high-level manager, I'm, LinkedIn is my platform. I have to get comfortable with LinkedIn because that's where my customers are. If I am more of a artistic person and I'm selling graphic design and things like that, Instagram 
is the place for that because that's where your customers are. They're into looking at pictures, at design, at graphics, right? And then Facebook is kind of the all around place. You're definitely not going to get corporate people there, but you will get the majority of others, right? Yes. So online, you have to people, you don't have a storefront. So you can't position yourself in the right plaza, in the right place where you've got the right traffic, where people are coming by most of the time and you don't have to do all the marketing all the time, right? right? On social media, people can't find you. You have to go to them. They don't come to you. So selecting, knowing your customer is the key. Who's your customer? And then what platform do they prefer? You have to place yourself there to them. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up trolls because we get them. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they're, they're there. And of course, social media is a wonderful platform for them. I mean, I don't know how many times I've been proposed to. And it always seems to be the same template, you know, and uh, it's beyond a laugh. Now it's just a quick delete. And I think um, I don't friend anyone without going to th- their profile. Mm-hmm. And if I just see a picture of them, 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 and there's no about then no, I know it's it's not authentic and I, I don't friend them. There is that certain amount of due diligence. Yes, you're going to get trolls. Yes, you're going to get people that are, you know, that are scammers because they're going to look for any avenue that they can. But we can do things sensibly to make sure that we, that we know how to deal with them when they come. That's absolutely right. I check out everybody before mm. when I have my group, they have to answer questions to come into the group. And even with the questions, I still go and look at their profiles. And if they don't have anything there that tells me they have a business, and this isn't always because they don't have one, it's because they don't necessarily know how to position themselves properly on social media. Then I'll go and look at their website and see. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and do my homework on them. But if they don't answer my questions at all, I may not even let them in. But you have no obligation And this is where people think, oh, they have to friend. You don't. You control your space. You can let in whomever you want. You don't have to feel bad about it. It is up to you to decide. It's the same thing with you're running a group. It is Mm -hmm. perfectly within your right to say what the rules are and enforcing them. It's your space. You want it safe for the people who are following you. And in there, you want them to feel like they can speak their mind and that they can speak their fears and not feel like, you know, they're going to be attacked or something. Um, So it is very important to do your due diligence and not just randomly. Again, that comes back to the, I got to have so many followers and friends, right? That's not the case. You want to be very careful. You can, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble just by the fact that you'll lose a lot of good people because you haven't created a safe space for your followers. Yeah. And when you look at the people that are in that group and somebody goes, well, oh God, what's that person got to do here? Maybe this isn't the place for me. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure it is the people of integrity and yes. that, that are there because you're asking them to mingle too. It's a community. Everybody come in and meet one another. And if you have somebody questionable in there, then that could have a bad reflection back on you. You mentioned about the site. I always go look at someone's site and very often I will find that someone has had a site made for them and it doesn't reflect them at all. It's like, uh, is this the same person? Do I have the wrong person? 
is there another person with your name out there? Because somebody else has done it for them and there isn't an ounce of them in it. But I do feel that websites are extremely important because we use social media to drive people home, you know, into our store. And our store is our website, isn't it? And which we always need to keep current and um, up to date and, and engaging because the whole thing about social media is getting them there. Yes. And I find too, that a lot of times it's just because they don't understand how to provide that information to somebody mm -hmm. about what their brand is, or they're not clear on their brand because yeah. your brand has to be consistent across all platforms, your colors, your look, your, your brand story, everything about you has to be the same. I tell people all the time, use the same pictures mm -hmm. as your main picture. You want to be that familiar face. Yeah wherever, don't use something way different. Oh, I had red hair that I'm going to use this picture over here. It just, you want brand appropriate across all platforms. And you need to make sure that when someone is doing work for you, that they are very clear on your brand. But unfortunately, many people are not even clear on their brand, which is why that happens. Mm -hmm. But I will say, and you're right, your, your website, whether you sell from it or not, because many people don't, right? Some people are product sellers, some are, have other reasons. But it is the only place you have on social media where you can, it's like your book, yeah. right? You can yeah. tell your whole story. You can talk as much about who you are, what experience you have, what you provide. You can have your blogs. You can have all these things that really provide somebody a real insight into who you are. All our other platforms, we have little space mm. where we can just say some quick key things to try to get people to see who we are. But your website is like this open book where people can really see if they connect with you, if they have things in common with you, if they like the way you speak. You know, how, how does what you say come off on there? Are you very casual? Are you very proper? You know, what's your tone? And that all that connects you or doesn't. And it's fine if you're not connected because you're not going to connect to everybody. Right. But you want to connect to the right people. So I feel you're, you know, many people are saying, oh, you don't need a website anymore. It's not that important. But I disagree. I disagree. I too. think it is so critical because that is where the most information can be found out about you. And the more you can give people, the more likely they're going to find something to connect with you about. Right. You know, the thing about the social media, everything goes down. You post something and the next thing pushes it down, pushes it down, pushes it down. So you may have posted something very impactful a week ago, but where the hell is it now? So, you know, it's always driving people back to your site to, to, to it's a teaser. It's the fishing rod to drive people back to the site. Uh, the other thing I think is, is always be your authentic self. Um, you know, oh, Big brother is watching, <clears throat> you know, they may come and get you. Well, if you give them something to come and get, then that's a different scenario altogether. Don't put anything on social media that you're not willing to own. Correct. Correct. You have to be authentic. Yes. People will find out sooner or later that you're not. I mean, there are people all over social media trying to be like so-and-so. I want to be like so-and-so, but you're not like so-and-so. And, you know, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Because what makes you successful is your uniqueness yeah. and being able to understand how to use that uniqueness to make you stand apart, right? 
we have thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people doing the same things we all do. How do we all become successful? Because we allow our uniqueness to stand out. So if you have three coffee shops on three blocks, they can all be successful. Why? Mm -hmm. Even though they're selling coffee and maybe sandwiches and pastries, all doing the same thing, somebody, one shop, it might be the owners, right? They're really personable and they greet you at the door and they remember your order and they make you feel like you are so special, you want to keep coming back to them. Right. The next one might be they make this special pastry that you can't live without. That's their specialty, right? Kind of raisin. Yeah, <laughs> makes you go there. So it doesn't, they, they can exist all successfully doing the exact same thing because they aren't trying to copy each other. They're right. not trying to be Starbucks. They're not trying to be Dunkin' Donuts. They're not trying to be Tim Horton. They are just being themselves and they are using that uniqueness to the fullest, right? Yeah. And that is super important for success. A hundred percent agree. You know, there are a million podcasters out there and, you know, why don't you do it like so-and-so? I said, that's so-and-so. This is Sarah. This is Sarah's style. You take it or leave it, like it or not, but this is Sarah's style. And I have to be authentic to the way I do things um, because if not, if I'm not consistent in my authenticity, in the way that I do things, I'm going to confuse not only my audience, but my, my clientele I represent. Mm -hmm. So that consistency of, you know, I, I make no apology for who I am. As I said, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee. You know, it's, it's I am what I am. I love the Popeye saying. And it's okay if someone doesn't get you or you're not that person's cup of tea. Don't take offense because the more you are entrenched in who you are with, without the apology and with truth, the more people are going to be attracted to that truth. Yes. And I tell that to people all the time. That's why I, I decided to just embrace the no BS coach thing because I, I am that. not for everybody. Right. It is absolutely true. Some people want to be told, oh, everything's okay. It's all good. Or they just want to be led down the path they want to go down. Mm -hmm. Right. If they say, I want to do this, they just want somebody to agree with them and just, you know, push them that way where I'm going to say, I don't think that's a good idea. And here's why. Right. So some people don't want to hear that. Right. right? So I'm not for everybody. You're not for everybody. Everybody's not. You can't pretend to be something you're not, but people need to be okay with the fact that it's all right that you want to be so clear that you are pushing away the people who are not for you. So the people who are, you can focus on. It's right. kind of like if you have a dating site, you're not going to be trying to speak to married people, right? <laughs> why, right? Because yeah. it's for singles. Yes. So you're not trying to make everybody happy. You're not trying to figure out how you can bring married people into this. You're talking to singles. It's the same thing. You want to be authentically you. You want to embrace whatever that uniqueness is about you, whether it's your no BS mm -hmm. or you're just, you have your own way of doing things, whatever that is, it is good. And the more you embrace that, the more successful you're going to be. Right. You, you set out an aura, right? I mean, when you look at the three cafes, each one of them has a different ambience. Mm -hmm. And you're going there according to the kind of the ambience you want. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with people. 
you connect with certain people, you know, that they're, they're your tribe, they're your vibe, you know, they're on the same wavelength and you can feel that you can flow together. And that's why we can all succeed in same business, because it's all about the rhythm. Which rhythm are you in? And you might decide that, you know, this is your rhythm now, but oh, I like that rhythm over there too. And you go and try that. But it, the authentic, authenticity of who you are is your, is your main platform, isn't it? It's your big billboard. So as you said, some people don't know their brand. They're too busy trying to compete with other successful people by trying to be them and do it their way instead of nurturing who they are and what they've got to give, which mm -hmm. makes them unique and has their own special brand and niche. And that is something I think that people in their self-discovery needs to know before they try anything out. No, I agree. I see so many people online too, not picking something that's their zone of genius right? Mm -hmm. They pick to do something because it seems to be the popular thing yeah. right now or the, the thing that seems to be making so much money, right. but it's not them. Yes. And they're, it's, they don't know it. They're not speaking from authority. And, you know, unfortunately online, it's easy to do certain things that would make people think you're more successful than you are, or you know more than what you are. But as soon as you start speaking, People can tell if you know what you're doing yeah. and there's no need to do. I mean, it's not to say you shouldn't learn new things. If you're really excited about something and you feel it's good for you and you don't know it, go learn it, but take the time to learn it before you say I'm doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. But generally, if you just stay in your zone of genius and you use something that you are your own expert at, you're going to build a business much faster. You don't have to go through all that learning. You don't have to go through all that comfort zone, right? Of figuring out, okay, am I am I an expert now? Do I know enough? Am I charging? You know, I can't charge that much. I just started doing this, right? You don't have to go through any of that because you just reach inside of you and you go, what am I really good at? And what do I love doing? Boom, there you are. Do it, do it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I love the Nike saying, just do it. You know, um, I, I was initially with another network for, for 13 months live. And um, boy, was it a training center for me. I always call it the soap opera training. You know, you're live, <laughs> you got to know your lines, you know, and it'd be, you know, you have somebody, um, somebody, uh, you know, doing um, in the middle of their speech, the internet would drop or you'd be kicked out or they'd be kicked out. And, you know, it's always having to be on the spot, you know, uh, to deal with the situation. So a great training ground. But it also, because of that, showed me, I, I really love what I'm doing. I really love, you know, uh, the impact the people I'm getting to meet. And so I started my own network because of that, because I wanted to branch out even further. But was I an expert at it? No. It literally was learning through trial and tribulation. And, oh, that's a better way of doing that. Ah, you know, I've just learned this. I can apply it. And so, so many people wait for everything to be perfect before they start. And I think they miss the boat altogether. Have a certain amount of expertise. Know what you're doing, but the passion and the conviction behind it and openness and willingness to learn along the way I think is, is one of the big driving forces to success. No, you're, you're right on key there because 
you don't have to be an expert if you have a passion for it. Right. That's why I said, if you take from something you know, that's great, you can start up right now. But if you have a passion and you wanna learn something else, but you're not doing it for the wrong reasons, right? right. You're not doing yeah. it because it's a hot thing right now. Yes. Or because so-and-so is doing it and they're making a ton of money, so I should do this too. Yeah. You're doing it because it comes from here. And whenever you do something that comes from your heart, yeah. you are going to be successful at it because that's what's going to get you through all the trials and tribulations yes. that we as entrepreneurs face every single day. Right. <laughs> There's no getting around it. And if you're in it just for the money, you're never going to make it because you're not going to fight through those struggles. It's just not worth it to you. There's nothing there to make you go, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do this. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, obviously, you know, it, with what I'm doing, I get approached all the time. Oh, you know, w w come and join us. Come and do this. Come and do that. And for me, it's um, I always ask the core, the core of me. And if the core says no, I listen because I know it will be a waste of time. You know, oh, yes, it sounds very flashy. Like, oh, you know, that quick money would be good. Or, you know, da, 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 da. But if your core is saying no, that that would either dilute me or take me down on another avenue away from what I really where my heart and soul is, mm -hmm. then, you know, don't get sidetracked by what is appears to be a quick fix or quick something else. If your heart and soul isn't in it, if you're not willing to commit the time, the conviction, the struggle, you know, the on your ass and getting back up over and over again. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not truly immersed in the reason for doing your business. That's true. And, and you know, those struggles don't just happen when you're new. No. You, they no. happen to you your entire time. No matter how successful right. you are, you have, have things that happen every day. Things go wrong. Things go wrong in your own business. You have employees maybe that don't perform like they're supposed to. You have outside influences, which may not be national. They may be regional or local that, you know, apply to you right there, but not the rest of the world. Right. You know? So you always, you always have things that you're constantly having to deal with. It doesn't go away because you're successful. Right. right? And yeah. so the more your heart is in what you're doing, the more passion, the more you believe that what you're doing matters and you're making a difference, you can sit there and you can get yourself through anything. And you become more expertise at, you know, okay, that didn't work. Dust yourself off, off we go again. You know, it, you don't get so flattened of, oh, I'm a failure. You know, it's like, I think a failure is somebody who never gets back up and tries again. You know, uh, otherwise right. I just look upon it as a lesson. Okay, that didn't work. I remember, don't do that <laughs> again. So it's learning as you go, getting back up, dusting yourself off and go, all right, that avenue didn't work. All right, now let's, let's keep going. What other opportunities and possibilities are in front of me? And if you're not willing to try them, how are you going to know whether they're, they're going to be good for you or not? So we've got to be open-minded, haven't we? Well, yeah. And the whole thing that everybody always says is if you're not making mistakes, you're not doing anything. Right. Because exactly. you cannot possibly be out there putting yourself out there doing anything and never make a mistake. So if you're not making mistakes, you are definitely not doing anything. 
And please, please, please don't let somebody else's judgment of your success <laughs> get in your way. Oh, well, you're not doing this. Oh, you should have done that. Oh, I always knew you'd never make it. Don't let those naysayers in. It's in your own voice, in your own head. You don't need to let the exterior in because they're not in your shoes. They're not in your situation. Oh, but do they like to stand there and judge? Well, yes, it's very important to surround yourself with people who are supportive of you. And that it's not necessarily just family, because sometimes family yep. won't be supportive of you. <laughs> but you want to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs who are successful, who are maybe slightly ahead of you, because you always want to be able to learn. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And that will support you through your journey because you're right. We all have enough self negative self yes. in our heads. Yeah. We have to fight that enough. We don't need outside influence saying, ah, you should have done it this way. I told you, you shouldn't yeah. have done that. You know, if you start off with that attitude, likely you're not going to make it anyway. So always surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up, who are slightly more knowledgeable than you are that can help you mm -hmm. when you're stuck that have been down that road before and can tell you what their experience was. So you're not going in blind right? and, you know, just fight your own negative self-talk. Yeah. I mean, the reasons I do these shows is that you are sharing your expertise with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're there to help them. The invitation is out, the inspiration for invitation, but you're sharing your expertise of a lifelong journey of everything you've done and how you've put it together, mm -hmm. that you know how to help people. But if people don't feel a synergy with you, right, they don't feel a connection, then you're not going to be able to help them and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But if people hear you and go, I like what she's saying, I hear that, oh, ah, I'm on that wavelength, that, now the doors are open. Um, the naysayers that are out there, and, you know, I've, I've got the family members who still think this is just a little dabbling hobby. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm proud of you, but I still don't get what you do. Yeah. You know, and if I let that worry me, if I let that um, define me, it would be my constant blockage in moving forward. All it is, I'm not her cup of tea, even though she's a relative. I'm serving a black coffee that she doesn't drink. And it's okay. So don't, especially family members or best friends, don't let them, because they don't get it, don't let them interfere with your psyche of how you're moving forward. No, that's absolutely right. I tell people all the time, if you're looking for feedback on stuff, yeah, do not go to your family <laughs> unless you know that a certain person is very supportive of you. You are not, as much as you might want to, you're not gonna get the support you expect and need. They don't always understand what you're doing or why, and you're not gonna get good feedback. Go out to your community of the people that you have built around you and throw out your ideas there. Go out there and ask their opinions because they will give you good advice. That may not be what you want to hear, but you're going to know that they're not giving it to you from a selfish standpoint, right? Yeah, and, you know, the people that are in the same line of business as you. You know, my son three years ago opened up a restaurant and I said to him, it's going to be like having twins. 
And I didn't see him for the three months because I traveled. And when I came back, he said, you lied. It's like having triplets. I was going to say, it's more like having quadruplets. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I've owned restaurants and I've run restaurants and I could give advice. But at that point, you know, it's his, it's his journey. So mm-hmm. I backed away, let him do his thing. And uh, it was actually on a Mother's Day where we were going to do something at the end of the day, but he was jam-packed booked. So I said, look, let me play hostess. Well, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> he was too busy to argue. <laughs> Not only did I seat everyone, but I got an extra uh, 20 tables in that weren't even booked. And I kept everybody happy. And he goes, you know what you're doing? <sighs> yeah. Shocking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes family or friends don't see because they see you in one role. Yes. And like, especially if you were a mother and suddenly now you're going, your kids are grown, you're going to go into your own business. Well, what do you know about it? You haven't worked in years, this, that, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. But this is when you know really what your passion is. Mm -hmm. This is when you really know, I really want to do this. I love this. This is where I want to go, right? And so it's important that you don't let anybody from the outside talk you out of it go with that heart passion if your heart and soul is leading you it's the right direction absolutely absolutely that's why you surround yourself with others who support you and you push away the people who don't because you don't need them in your life you don't need them in that business area if they're family members you just don't talk business around them you don't even bring up the subject because it's not worth it you don't want to hear the negative thoughts because, you know, if you think negative, you get negative. If you think positive, you get positive. Yeah, exactly. And we've also got to realize, especially if it's our kids starting a business, whether we've done it or not, they've got a vision. Unless they turn around to you and ask you for advice, your advice isn't welcome because they want to do it their way. They want to do, they want to succeed on their terms. Mm-hmm. At some point, they'll come back to you and go, um, <laughs> you know, kind of casually ask you a question yeah. and listen to you. But it has to be when they're ready. And I think that's anybody that's starting a business. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the social media today, if you want to do a business, you have got to have an online presence. That's that's the way it is anyway. And with COVID, that is the only way at the present moment. And so it's so important that you really do know your, who you are. Understand that every interaction you're having, every like, every comment you're making is a resemblance of who you are and what you're representing. Before you sell your business, you are selling yourself. That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. You have to, you, and today, in today's times, I would say that even a brick and mortar business no longer can avoid social media. No. Whether or not they sell online is immaterial. The way people approach looking at people, right? Looking at references, trying to see if they're who they want to do business with, it's done via social media. So you have to today, whether you're brick and mortar or not, have to have a very strong presence online. Now, if you're selling online, again, that's a step further. But I don't believe going forward now, anyone, no one with a business of any kind can avoid 
having a good, strong social media presence. It's a requirement. Right. I'll give case in point with my son for New Year's. Um, one of his clients asked, are you going to do the New Year's dinner again? And he said, oh, for you, I will. And then he thought, okay, I'll put it out there on, on his social media. His Facebook is, is, is where most people find him. Um, I've got these dinners booked now. He sold 144, right, in, in two or three days. Mm -hmm. um, for that New Year's dinner. And it was just because he put it out there that he was going to do it because that's mm -hmm. where people are going. They're going to his Facebook to what, what's the latest recipe, what mm -hmm. events going on, what are you offering? They know that's the homepage. That's mm -hmm. the window shopping. That's right. how you want your clientele to go. You know, what's, what's up this week with this mm -hmm. business? What special do they have? So you want to kind of train them to choose a particular social media that you are going to nurture and that's going to be the forefront. As I said, for me, for clientele, it mostly will be um, Facebook uh, to, uh, to get the clients that I interview, mostly will be LinkedIn, right? So the professionals with their services out to people who need the services on Facebook, know which social media will serve you. Right, absolutely true. But yes, you can no longer going forward, ignore social media. If you were... Uh, a business that felt like you didn't really need a presence there because you weren't selling online, you could not be more wrong going forward. You need to have that connection because that's where people go first now. Yeah. They go to social media. They, they don't go to website first. No. They go literally to social media, whatever platform they're on. And it's usually Facebook or Instagram for the most part first for that type of thing. And they look you up and mm -hmm. they wanna see your presence and they wanna see what you're doing. And if you're non-existent there, you're probably not gonna get any more business from them. Right. And you know, it's not, I mean, I'll go to people's Facebooks and the last posting was six months ago. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like going into a building and to see someone on the 10th floor, but the entire building is dirty that first impression has gone. Well, you think they're out of business. Yes. If they're not doing anything. Then yes. They're not doing that anymore. They must be doing something else. So, right. you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you've just lost somebody. Yes. Right. That's, that's the thing. It, it is imperative that you are up to date. Um, and the funny thing is with social media too, Sarah, it, it doesn't take long for you to disappear. So right. unlike the real world, I like to call it the real world out there, where you can be absent for a while and it doesn't really affect you, right? On social media, if you're gone more than a week, you're like history. It's almost yes. like starting over again. You have to make sure, which is why it's great that you can schedule posts yep. and do things like that, just in case something happens, you get busy, you get sick, you know, you want to go on a vacation, whatever it is. You cannot walk away from social media. You just cannot because somebody else is right there to take your place. Exactly. Constantly. Um, I was away for a week um, seeing family. We had our Christmas late because of the lockdown and I had a very bad internet wherever I was, but I made sure every day that I got something out on my, at least my LinkedIn and my Facebooks, mm -hmm. even actually my Instagram, because I did do some stuff by the phone, just to keep my presence there, to keep my rhythm there, yes. right? And that is important to do. But I want to know more about the five keys to building an audience of buyers on social media. 
it's your free giveaway. Tell us more about that. Yes. So I created a guide that walks you through kind of the five key steps that you need to make and to understand some of the things we've talked about here today, about your presence, about making sure that you're consistent, that your brand is on target and that your your brand is, is the same across the board. Consistency is probably the biggest key yes. to being successful on there. So I kind of stepped through those five key points that you need to have in place if you're going to start building a successful social media platform and space where you can actually have people that want to buy from you around you. Right. And um, something very needed and you're giving it as a giveaway. So it's a great start for people. But, you know, I think something that's very needed to understand is unless your business is politics, don't bring politics into your business. This is completely true. And again, that's why I explain to people about their personal page. Yeah. When you are using Facebook as your marketing platform, you can no longer use your personal page as you have in the past. Right. But you are also not... There are ways it allows you to still have private yeah. conversations with those you want where you can put those views out there or yeah. whatever. You don't have to feel like you're restricted never to be personal right. again. But once you make that platform your main marketing platform, you have to rethink how you're using it and how you're showing up on it because it is no longer can be your personal space anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've got to understand that if we're going out in public, we're going to dress accordingly. We're going to meet and greet people, hopefully with that smile, that invitation. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to go into that meeting prepared and mm -hmm. open and ready to receive. Mm -hmm. Social media is that platform. Yes. Right. Nobody sees what you're wearing behind there unless you're posting something. But how you present yourself is is your resume. It is. And going live on your pages and, and doing live things is critical because again, you can post anything. You can say your post can be beautiful. You can have the greatest posts and blog posts and everything in the world, but people connect to people, mm. right? And you need to be able to hear their voice you need to be able to see how they present themselves. You need to see if they're authentically who they say they are behind those posts, right? Because yeah. again, so many people, you can do anything online. You can make yourself look like you're something you're not. But once you start speaking, mm -hmm. yes. you can't hide the truth. You yeah. cannot hide your expertise or non-expertise on the subject, right? So it is very important to go live and to be visible, you have to do that if you want to be successful on social media. People need to still connect with people because people buy from people they know, they like, and they trust. And that does not change whether we are in the traditional business world or in the social world. They still connect with people. And you know, even more so right now that we're needing that connection because it's all cyber you know, is um, be personable. And I think, you know, one of the things from doing so many business shows over the last few years, people plan it before profit. 
people want to see consideration, kindness, caringness, mm -hmm. even love and passion of who they are and what they do. People don't want to see, you know, um, the quick buck. I'm only interested in you if you're going to buy or if you're 10, 10 figures, if you're this, you're that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's people really want to know you are addressing me. You are speaking to me. You mm -hmm. care about me. We're in a world right now that people are feeling so disconnected. This is the connection. So be personable. Show that you care. Please be kind and really reach out to people from that heart space. It doesn't matter what business you want. It's the heart that's going to make the connection. No, that's absolutely true. And when I'm teaching sales um, to people, to entrepreneurs all the time, because you know, that's a very touchy subject for entrepreneurs. Yes. They struggle with that a lot. And I always tell them that nobody cares about your product. Nope. Nobody cares about your service. Only you care about it. What they care about is that you have the solution to their problem. Right. And when you can disconnect yourself from you and your product and your service and, and reach out to people as a servant, right? Yes. As, as someone who is going to help other people solve their problems, that selling idea goes away. Right. You're no longer selling. You're being of service. That's right. That's yeah. right. And as soon as you forget that, because people really don't care, they want to hear about your product. They don't care about that stuff. All they care about is how can you help me? How can you fix my problem? Right. So yeah. it is really important in all ways online, whether you're selling or you're not selling, is to connect with people, to break down those walls, to build relationships to remember there are human beings behind those little icons. Yes. <laughs> and exactly. you need to connect with them that way. And yes. the sooner you do that, the more successful you're going to be. And I think if you are a high money ruler and money is your driver, then don't go after the people that you know won't have the money. Because I find a lot of those people kind of make people feel small because they don't have the 10 figures or the yes. 30,000 to pay someone. Um, and they feel now hopeless. Oh God, how do I make 30,000 to get their service in order to, to make money? And it's not the way around. There is always going to be somebody in your price bracket. There's always going to be somebody yeah. who can get you going. So you can start making money and then afford more services and more help along the way. But if the person is driven by the money and you can see it's the money first and that's not where you are, it's okay to say thank you, but no thank you. Yes. The one thing I get so enraged about is these people who are selling these high ticket programs. And I'm not saying they're not valuable. Right. Right. And then turn around to the people and say, who say, I can't afford it right now and say, oh, Take out a loan. Oh, yes. You know, put it on your credit card. Go into debt for me. And right. it's like, really? Right. Really? You're How encouraging people yeah. to go into debt because you want their money. Shame right. on you. Yes, exactly. Shame on you. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And it, you know, if they're driven so much by the money, it makes me question the quality of the work they're going to give. There's a... There's a lot of rah-rah out there, mm -hmm. right? And yes, it's easy to, to get caught up in the rah-rah because it's kind of a whirlwind of energy. Yes. 
But listen to the rah-rah. How do you feel afterwards? Do you feel drained? Because that means that you used sugar energy and now you're crashing. Mm-hmm. Are you inspired by somebody's energy that you actually feel energized? Not a sugar high that you're now crashing. If you feel energized and that whatever that person has said keeps coming back into your mind, then you know that you're on the right track with the right person. Yes, I found that a lot of these people who try to push people into their programs generally are not serving those people well because they're not a good fit for their program. Right. Right. That's part of why they can't afford it. They are not far enough along in business. Yes. That that program can help them. And I got caught in that trap when I first came online thinking I had done all my research and done the right things asked the right questions, but they weren't honest with me. Mm. And there was nothing wrong with the program at all. It was expensive program, but there was nothing wrong with it, except for the one thing they didn't tell me. You will not get these results as quickly as these people because they're way further along in business than you are. So this is going to work like right away for them, which is what they're hawking, right? Right. You, it's going to take a year and you need to approach it differently. But there was no conversation like that, right? Right. So again, you have to be very, very careful. But generally speaking, people who are telling you, of course, you can do this. You, you know, how important is this? I'm really pushing you into feeling bad that, you know, this doesn't seem to be important enough for you to take out a loan or put it on your credit card or go into debt for probably it's not the right program for you. You should just know that right there. Right. Please trust your instincts. You know, but we're made to feel guilty or small. And it's like, no, you know, there is this word, no, thank you. Right. And you you also have to look at if they're pushing so hard to to make this sale and they're saying they're millionaires or the six figures Mm -hmm. of the this and that, but they still haven't got any kindness or consideration. Um, why do I want what they're selling? Uh, you know, the, there may be people with great expertise and they say, look, this is my program. It's years of, of work, but you can do it in phases. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I always like the phases. The phase one could be this. And then as you can afford it and your business builds mm-hmm. up, you can afford the phase two. And in that way, you don't feel intimidated. You also feel, okay, I can accomplish this. Don't try and be number one on the CEO on Google, you know, buy every ad, you yeah. know, because that is not going to get you. It is about relationships. It is about building up your clientele. One comment at a time. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is all those things. And that's one of the reasons why, I don't have any programs that are really long-term or lock people in. I try to do everything on a more customized basis because I'm not helping that seven figure. I can, but I know that right now my expertise is needed for people who are coming in at the beginner level or the intermediate level. They've been doing it. They're stuck. Or many of my clients right now are actually people who were successful and lost 80% of their business because of COVID. And they're looking for help to rebuild. Okay. So I am not out there, you know, charging probably what I, well, I know I'm not charging what I really should be. And that's okay. Yes. Because I feel good that I'm helping business owners who need me and who need the expertise I have, which many people don't have out there and are not going to give them. They're teaching one strategy. Right. 
where I talk about your business as a whole and we look at your business as a whole and create a plan. So, okay, I'm not making a gazillion dollars. You know what? I'm fine with that because I'm making an impact. I'm helping people not go broke, trying 7,000 things. And then by the time they find me, it's like, well, I wish I could afford you, but. I'm broke now. Yeah. It's about the enrichment, isn't it? You know, that enrichment, that abundance that you're sharing with other people. Yes, you get X amount of dollars that keeps the roof over your head. But seeing other people succeed is just so much more. No, I watch so hard much online where there's so many people hawking lies. I mean, that's why the BS is no BS stuff, because I want people to know you're getting truth from me. You're getting the good and the bad. I'm not just giving you sugar coating. I want you to make decisions from a place of reality, right? Which means you have to know both good and bad. There's no such thing out there that's all good and is going to just fix everything for you just like that, right? That just doesn't happen. But people want to buy into that, yes. Yes, yes. So my happiness comes from the fact that I saw where the world was going and these people being pushed into a desperate place where they need to you know, either make new income, create a new space for them, or they're losing their business that they've spent years on and trying to figure out how to pivot, right? Right. And you, know, you can never see your own picture. You're in the trees, in the weeds, yes. when you're doing it. So I'm thrilled to be able to use my knowledge to help those people get their footing and, and move forward. It's okay that I'm not you know, doing $20,000 programs and making, it's fine. I'm doing so much more by helping more entrepreneurs be successful. I'm helping our economy more by making more entrepreneurs successful because small businesses are what run the economy of the world. It's not the big Googles and the Apples. Exactly. It's the, yeah, the and the butter, right? are yeah. successful. Mm. And the more that don't lose their businesses, the faster our economy is going to recoup. So I feel like I'm doing something to help the world economy because now I'm on a world basis. I'm on a world stage, right? I have clients from the UK. I have clients from Canada, from the US. I'm not just in my little neighborhood anymore. And so I feel like I'm helping the world economy. And that makes me feel like I'm doing something positive. Yes. Yeah. There's two things here. One is a, a comment of, I recently had somebody who discussed my business and they wanted to help promote me and all of that. And they say, oh, no, you're charging too cheap. You should charge 5000 And I go, for what? Oh, yeah, you can just give them this and that. And I said, no, you obviously haven't looked at my site. You haven't listened to anything I've said. And you certainly haven't listened to any of my shows. Uh, I'm not playing to the high rollers. They don't need me. They, they're not even interested in the wisdom that's here. I'm playing for the people who are stepping out of their comfort zone in their own mm-hmm. self-discovery mm-hmm. and discovering what to do in life, whether it be in business or whether it's just exploration of wonderment and I don't want to charge them five thousand dollars to get their word out there because uh, you know who is it serving and right now we are needing to serve the people who as you said have had to pivot you know maybe had to close the doors well how how do they find their clientele in a different way how did they save that business that's been going 20 30 years and they don't want to have to close those doors finally you know forever uh never mind once COVID is over and we and doors get open again that online 
presence is still going to be the driving force um, to their business. So it's a whole new ball game for them to learn. And there's a great deal of anxiety behind people at the present moment because of the situation, just trying to survive. And so, you know, oh, now you've got to go online and do this. And it's like, ah, so to ever take that deep breath, you've got five Mm -hmm. steps that they can start off with. You're there to customize each person what they need for their yes. business. Yes. One step at a time. That doesn't have to be overwhelming. You build one relationship at a time. You don't buy the relationship. You build it. And when that person likes you, that person will refer you. They Absolutely. will share you. And that is it. Put the time in and building. If you've already got a business and you know your clientele, create the email list put out there i'm now online i'm inviting you to come and join our group you know we hope to be back in business soon or our business has pivoted show enthusiasm show invitation don't show despair there's a lot of that going on uh it it just is a redirection and i think to a better world um but we're still in the in the disruption at the present moment No, you're absolutely right. And the one thing I would say to all business owners out there, especially if they're struggling or they've lost their jobs and looking to come online, Mm -hmm. don't be fooled by the fact that people are saying is one thing out there that can fix everything. That is never true. Right. Every business is unique. There is no one size fits all for anybody. So even the most proven strategies that I can teach, I still have to customize them to suit that particular person, their personality, their type of business. There is no one size fits all out there. So just please don't fall into that trap that somebody's got this one thing that's going to fix everything for you because there is no such thing. There are steps. You have to take the time. You have to put together a plan. You have to think it out. Find someone, me, someone else, doesn't matter who has business expertise and is going to look at your entire business as a business and help you plan out a strategy that's going to get you from where you are today to where you want to be and all the steps in between. And yes, it's out of your comfort zone. Yes. But when you're in tune with the person and you know where the client needs to go and you're working with them, There's a difference between stepping out of a comfort zone because you don't know it and a question of getting to know it or stepping out of something and being put into an arena that just is completely twilight zone. Mm -hmm. So having somebody that sees you, that hears you, that has the business expertise, but that can help you navigate through this. You're doing the work, you're there, they're doing the work, you're there to show them how to do it, how to apply it, mm-hmm. and encouraging, you know, their cheerleader, their planner, their everything else. Um, we've got to be willing to step out of the comfort zone, but don't lose yourself in the meantime. Take yourself with you in whatever, where you go. Yes, it's true. People need to, if you're going to reach out for help, that person needs to be willing to look at you as your business yes. and your person. and. You know, again, it's not the hot new thing, right? If somebody's all about podcasts, but your personality is not that, doing a podcast is not going to do you any good, even if podcasting is very lucrative and very good way to do things, it may not be for you. And that's okay. But you need to find people that are going to 
look at you that way and say, no, this is not this one strategy. For you, I see the best steps are these based on this, and this is going to be a much more comfortable path for you to follow. There are many paths to success. Yes. Right? You just have to have someone that's going to help guide you in a neutral way and not towards their own one strategy that they're right exactly yeah and that's why i don't sell a strategy i sell helping you grow and build a business right and you know if the people who who just aren't comfortable with going live there's somebody in your business that has that personality let them be the spokesperson Yes, it doesn't always have to be you. It doesn't have to be you. It could be somebody else out there that has, you know, that has the face Mm -hmm. that can draw them in. Uh, You know, it's don't get stuck. Oh, oh, I can't do that. All right. If you're not comfortable doing that, then who in in your business or organization would be really good at that and give them that role? Yes, that's true. And even if you don't have people, I can tell you that I and many others of my associates and the people that I work with other business owners. When I got online, I this idea of talking to a camera was completely alien to me. I'm used to standing in front of 200 people at the chamber luncheon. Right. And I can see their faces and I can see, yes. you know, they're nodding their heads, whatever. And I all of a sudden I'm sitting here looking at myself and a camera and I, it was so disconcerting. I couldn't do it. I, I literally came off horrendous. And believe me, I'm still not you know, wonderful edit. I feel like I'm just talking at people instead of with them. Mm -hmm. So, but what I did was I took a class that helped me get comfortable with it. I set up a Facebook group that was private where I could practice in and get comfortable with it before I would go and time, you just do it. You just make yourself go out there and you do it. And before long, no, you may not be the best out there. I'll never be that comfortable but I can do it and I don't have fear of doing it anymore now. I know I have to do it. I look forward to doing it and I know I'm going to mess up and that's okay too. Yes. Oh, that's a big it's one. Good. Yeah. I did five <laughs> years uh, on my own network of just audio and then mm-hmm. somebody talked me into doing video. And my first reaction is who wants to see an old broad on video? And then the back of my voice said, shut up, Sarah. It's about the content. It's not about the look. Yes, you present yourself in the best light possible. But if you're coming again at something, you know, from that conviction, from that passion, from that Mm -hmm. drive, that is what people are going to see and hear, right? That's the important thing. And because so many people are doing the online thing now, you know, live or podcasts or anything else, YouTube, all of this stuff, we're no longer looking at that it has to be the pretty bleach blonde that it, there are so many people plus age that are out there that are that are just speaking from the heart and it's opened up an entire new arena entire yeah, new arena yet sarah we still go and we compare ourselves to others yes you know, we look at this perfect presentation this person that's perfect on camera right and we forget that they they may have all the equipment to have a script going and all yes. this stuff that we don't have ability of You have to stop comparing yourself to others. You are perfectly 100% wonderful just as you are because you're attracting your people. You're not attracting those people. They're not your people. So stop comparing yourself to this perfect podcast or this perfect 
person who does videos like extraordinarily well because their clientele is not your clientele. Exactly. You know, one of the things we've seen in, in 2020 especially is that everybody had to do their shows by Zoom, not just, you know, podcasters, but, um, you know, all your talk show hosts and things like this, everything was on. One thing I preferred about it is that you weren't looking at people that, you know, had hair and makeup. You were seeing them in their own environment. You were seeing people be more relaxed and you were seeing a lot more truth and content coming out than the three minutes they get in the studio under the lights. And I think it's going to change the way things are done when they get back to the studio because people really have enjoyed seeing rich and famous and, and sexy and this and that in their own habitat looking like everyone else you know and uh, it's amazing isn't yeah, it yeah it is and it's like oh, oh, oh they are a human after all you know <laughs> yes. it's awesome i have loved that part yeah. of it yes that everybody has gotten comfortable with zoom you know when i first came online um coaching and teaching i tried to get people like to my weekly training my free training to come from the group and come into zoom so i could see them so we right. can have this and they wouldn't come on. They were afraid of it. Right. They didn't know what to do with it. They just, and then when they would come on, they didn't know how to behave. They had no idea how to act, right? They would be eating or they'd be getting up and down or whatever. This was such a great thing in the sense that it yes. brought people here. People of all types of people have had to get comfortable with it. And that is what's going to move that human connection forward because now I can say, let's get on a Zoom and everybody knows what that means and they yes. want to do it. And I can make a better connection with them when I'm teaching, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's just, it's been to me a blessing, this part of it, the yeah. rest of it, not so much, but this <laughs> part of it, because there's always, you know, a, a, a silver lining to everything. Yes. There always is. And, right? and the thing is, is, yes, we've had to pivot. Yes, we've had to redirect. Yes, we've had to reinvent. But, you know, I... I look at the whole COVID thing and this is not taken away from any people that have lost their lives or people that have lost their families it has put the light on who really is important yes and it's put the light on that any one of us can step up and do and be and achieve and that you know it's we had a, this hierarchy and the lower one, and now we're seeing the people who have been of service on the on the front lines for us have risen up. And we've looked at all the CEOs who haven't been contributors and going, really? Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is that there's a hell of a lot more caring in business now. And what I don't want to do anything or interview anyone that I don't think is a caring person. If you're not caring, if you're not in the business to really want to see your clientele achieve something and that it is all about ego, fame or money, not at all interested. That world I believe is, is dwindling. People want to know you care about them. Yes. And the average person now has become so much more important. Like you yes. said, the frontline workers, the even the grocery store exactly. people who are literally putting their lives on the line every day so we can have food. Who would have thought that a grocery person, right, would, right. you know. But the soldier on the front line. How important we, 
the average person is in this world, exactly. which is why I say all the time about the economic growth. It is about us as small businesses. We are the ones that run the world economy. And when we're pulled back is when the economy starts falling. Right. When we step up and we go, no, you're not going to hold us back. We are going to find a way we're going to stick with it. The economy blossoms, right? It's not the big IBMers and the Apples and the Googles. Yes, they do have their role and they do provide, you know, services and employment for many people. Yes. But when you take all Mm. of us versus the few of them, we far outnumber them and we're far more powerful than they are. Yes. People just don't realize it. Especially is the fact that we understand community. You know, whether it's your local community, the street where the businesses are run, you know, uh, I've, I've just aligned with something where we're going to do a joint venture where it comes to, to our advertising or to drawing because we've both got a lot on our sites and it can be overwhelming. So mm-hmm. we've developed another platform that this is the shop window and mm-hmm. where do you want to go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's look for the people you can collaborate with, yeah. right? That is important. It's not just about you and yourself. It's about who can you align with because the more you align with people and the more community you have around that you're working with the more support that you have along the way and the more you can grow yeah the less you have to even think about selling because you stop having to sell at all yes because you now become a part of their audience and they're recommending you by just collaborating with you they don't even have to say i recommend if you're collaborating with them that person's audience already believes and knows that there's some form of trust and, and belief in that person that they should be paying attention. So the more you collaborate, not only can you grow your business faster, but you have to worry about selling a whole lot less. Yes. Again, back to relationships, right? And not sales. It's always relationships. Yeah, always. One last question, though. What about the paid advertising on the social medias? Does it really work? Yes, it actually does work, but you have to be in the right place in your business to do it. So you have to, one, be very clear on who your avatar is. You have to be very dialed down in your niche. You have to know who you're speaking to and what you're doing and your program. You already need to have something that you know connects, right? Mm -hmm. And once you know that, the first step is to go out there and start bringing people in to your group right? That's how you kind of test your advertising without spending a lot of money. And you see if you're bringing the right people in. Are they connecting to that lead magnet you put out there? Are they coming into your group? Are they the right people? So it's a step through process. A lot of people think, oh, I just get on here. I'm going to throw a bunch of ads out there. There's a million people out there. And when they get nothing, they are like shocked. But again, it's, it's a different world out there. You're right. And you have to be very dialed in. So advertising is very good and works fine, but not to the beginner, not for the beginner. So when I'm working with my new people building their business online, we are focused so much on dialing into who their customer is, what their message is, what their pain points are and everything. And when we get that dialed in and we know we can put together a lead magnet that speaks to one of those points, Now we'll throw a little bit of money 
and start testing advertising with that lead magnet, right? So that we can see, I mean, we're talking like $5 a day. I mean, like minimal, but that's all you need to know if it's working. And you're bringing people into a group where you can nurture them and talk to them. And then you step slowly up to, okay, now I'm going to do a challenge or a launch of some kind. And now I'm going to go out to a cold audience and I'm going to bring some people in specifically for this. So it is a very structured planned strategy if you want it to work. But will it work? Yes, it will help you get, you cannot do enough organically. You can only do so much organically. And then at some point you have to make that leap, but people try to make it too soon. Right. Yeah. And, and try and make it too broad. Right. As you said, niche it, um, which is important, you know, don't try and and get all the fish in the sea. Um, You don't need it. Right. It is one or two fish and you can go back to the waters and fish again, but it's, it's be willing to put the one foot in front of the other, do your due diligence, be engaging, be interactive, build those relationships. That's where your foundation is. That's where you will root. Yes, you can't be in a hurry. People want to rush from here to there. Mm -hmm. And I always say to them, yes, I realize there's a billion people online, but it doesn't work that way. Right. If you were going out to build a traditional business, think about the first steps you would make. Think about the money you would have to put out before you ever opened your doors. Think about the overhead you would be carrying for six months or a year, right? While you're hoping to just get to break even. So online, your cost and your overhead is nowhere near that much. Exactly. But the strategy and the planning is the same. The only place it starts changing is in the actual marketing methods and how you do it, right? But all the things leading up to it, all that planning, the strategy of how you're going to get there, what product you're selling, what your marketing message is, who you're selling, it's all the same. And people try to skip that because it's online, right? It's, right. it's, it, it's a social network. There's a billion people. I can do an ad tomorrow and just put it out there to all the women in the United States that are age whatever to whatever and like coaching, okay? And I will, I may get one person mm-hmm. because that's not how it works, right? right? But I went out there to tens of thousands of women. Right. But my message didn't connect with them. They right. weren't the right person. There were so many things. And if you cannot rush things like this. No. It takes yeah. time. And and there's so many other people doing your work. So how do you stand out differently? And that is where the authenticity comes in. Mm -hmm. As we said, we're buying you before we buy whatever it is you're selling. And it takes time to build that no like and trust factor. You cannot just show your face out there and go, hey, I'm here and I've got all this experience. Come, come work with me. Come on. It it doesn't happen. No. No, it doesn't happen. No. So really what you're doing now is you're having to invest time. Yes. Time into your social medias daily, most certainly mm-hmm. weekly, um, following other people. Oh, I, I like what this person's doing. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to start commenting. And uh, when they start responding to you, uh, then you say, oh, you know, please come and join my group. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, is the same as you would outside in the networking. 
you don't go to a network and hand everybody your card and say come on over it doesn't work that way people will remember you by the conversations they've had did you connect it's the same thing online have a conversation be interested in other people be invitational be real and care about other people yes care about helping them understanding them even if that means pointing them to someone else because yeah. it's not your expertise Yes. That can bring you more business than trying to help somebody just because you're afraid that dollar is going to walk away from you, right? Right. And somebody 100%. knows you're honest and they turn, they say, oh my God, this person was so nice. They couldn't help me, but they sent me to this person and they are wonderful. Guess what? This person's great for you. You need to go to this person because you know what? They were straight up with me. They didn't try to take my money. They didn't try to BS me. So being honest about what you're capable of doing and not being afraid to send people to others is just as valuable. hundred percent. I get referrals all the time and I give referrals all the time. Yes. That is that collaboration. That's that cohesiveness. So my dear, how do people get hold of you? Um, the free giveaway, how do people get into that? Um, and where do they find you on social media? Okay. I believe I gave you a link for the free giveaway. So all you, they have to do is wherever you have this posted or on your site, they can take that link and click on that link. You can find me on Facebook at Unicorn Culture Coaching with Susan Giddings. That is my business page. And you can also find me on Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse right now as Susan Giddings, which is another wonderful platform that needs a whole discussion about. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, you can reach out to me by email, susan at unicornculturecoaching.com. I am always open to talking with people. Come join my group on Facebook. It's the Build a Better Business Bootcamp group. And you can come in there and I do trainings and we have lots of discussions on all things business. And just to throw in another couple of sites, you've got LinkedIn, Susan Giddings, Unicorn Culture. Instagram, Unicorn Culture Coaching, and the uh, the free giveaway, the five keys to building an audience of buyers and social media is susangiddings.com slash social growth guide, social growth guide. And that's a great place to start because you're going to see if, if it's speaking to you. I like what these five key points are. Um, I know, um, you know, they make sense to me. And this is where I'm going to start and then reach out to you and start having the conversation because you're not going to know until you do. Yes. And it's all about making that connection. No one will ever get a pitch from me when they reach out to me. I will sit down and we will talk about where you are in your business, what you would like to do, but I will never, ever pitch you when we first talk. It's right. all about getting to know you, what you need and how I can serve you. That's one of the biggest mistakes ever made in sales. You, you're just pitching your product without even understanding if that product is even suitable for the client. Right. I mean, the best sales are listen to your client. What do they need? And do you have something in your um, collaboration that you can share with them? Mm -hmm. Because if not, you may say, you know what? I hear you so-and-so is a better fit for you. That's what she does. Um, or I, yes, I have this solution for you. Um, but uh, there is, again, no one size fits all. 
And if you are just pitching, that means you're not listening and that means you're not going to be serving. And you're not building relationships and getting to know people because these they are human beings just like you. They have needs, they have feelings, they have wants, and you're there to serve them. Exactly. We're all here to serve one another. Yes. Right? Whatever it is we're doing, we're here to serve one another. And that's what it's all about. So let's be of service to one another because it's absolutely a wonderful feeling when you can serve someone and it benefits them and you see them thrive or take another step forward because of it. It's really exhilarating. And so there is two price points. There's the money, which is great, keeps you going roof over your head. But it's that satisfaction of knowing that you've helped somebody and they've made they've been able to thrive and walk forward more positively because of it. I think that's really where the true abundance is. It absolutely is. It's seeing somebody really find their wings yeah. and, and find that enjoyment and that pleasure and, and realizing that they can do it. Yes. That is like, it, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Take away the fog, show them the clarity. Yes. Oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Susan. This has been wonderful. You've shared so much with us today. And please, folks, reach out. Start off with, with the free gift. Join the group. You know, dive in. Don't forget, it's not all about what she is telling you. It's your interaction. Interact with her. You'll know if there's a synergy there. And if you are a business that maybe has had to pivot and you're having to redirect, you just don't quite know how to use that social media to your best benefit that will bring in those sales, reach out to Susan because that's what she's there for. And you can see and hear that she really cares about your success. So thank you, Susan. Thank you, Sarah, for having me on today and letting me get in front of your audience and show them how social media can be a huge help to their business growth. Yeah. The only way to go nowadays, if you're not doing it, you're not serving your community because that's right. the way it is. So folks, until next time, here's a, another wonderful show of information for you. Susan's there to help you navigate through that uh, path. But just remember, you can always do it if you're willing to be open-minded to learn something new. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on softdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.